You ready to read Luke chapter 5? Yeah. Let's do it. Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it says, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had, the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into the one of boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. This is Jesus. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Verse 5. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a nard, <laughs> nardge? I don't know what that means. A large, a large lumber. I think that's what I was about to say. A large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, right here, I want you to catch this part. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, right here, catch this part. This is huge and what we're going to talk about tonight. They left everything and followed him. They left everything and followed him. What I want to talk to you tonight about is this question. What does it mean? To follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus? I think oftentimes we, uh, we can kind of paint a picture of what that looks like. Whether that's coming to church. Whether that's reading our Bibles. Whether that's, you know, worshiping. Whatever it looks like. I think there's a couple of things. A mixture of things that we can kind of categorize. as That's what it looks like to follow Jesus. But I want to challenge that thought tonight. Because I believe there's more than just what we naturally think of. I think there's more to what we naturally do. I think there's more to it. Because yes, following Jesus, I I do believe, is reading the Bible. I I think following Jesus, part of following Jesus is reading the Bible. Part of following Jesus is praying. Part of following Jesus is fill in the blank, whatever whatever you wanna say. But I believe there's so much more to that. And what does it actually mean to, to follow Jesus, right? These are, this is a story of, of, of when, when Jesus calls his first disciples. What does it mean? Another word for it. What does it mean to dis, be a disciple? What does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Because I think we ought to know what it means. And not only what it means, but what it costs. Everybody say costs. What it costs us. Right? Because things of value, what, what are they What are they? they, they cost you something right if something is of value then that means that there's some kind of cost there has to be some kind of cost if there's some kind of value and I believe that there is there is a cost for following Jesus that 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 the value of following Jesus will actually cost you something and if it doesn't cost you something I I would uh I would challenge to say that you're not actually following Jesus which kind of doesn't always feel good because that kind of that makes you think of like, oh, well, this isn't going to be that easy. This isn't going to be that easy of a ride. And, uh, but I, I, believe that's, I, I believe it's so true that, that it actually does cost us something to follow Jesus. And following Jesus is not just like a passive activity where we just sit back and then like enjoy the ride. Anybody go to Disneyland? I've grown this like weird affinity for, for Disneyland like over the last like year because I went in May and now I just like, I like dream about it every single day. 
I love Disneyland. Anyways, uh, uh, Space Mountain, anybody? Yeah. Hey, let's go. That's my favorite. All right, cool. I got stuck on Space Mountain. It was super dark. And then they turn on the lights, and then I look down, and we're like super high off. It was weird. Anyways. But it costs you something. It's not just this, like, sit back, let's just enjoy the ride. That's what Christianity is. That's what following Jesus is. I'm just going to kind of like, yeah, I'm going to come to church, and I'm just going to hear the messages, and I'm going to hear the worship, and I'm going to go home, and this is just going to be what it is. I'm just going to kind of just sit back and, and enjoy this ride that is being a church person, being a religious person. But, but I want to challenge something tonight. Following Jesus should affect every part of your life. If you're taking notes, please write this down because this, this, this has to like come across our brains. This has to like be a, a realization of, a, of ours. That following Jesus should affect every single part of your life. Because I think a lot of times, I think we like have like, okay, this is like our church stuff, like, like prayer and like reading the Bible and like coming to church, like that's the church stuff. And then there's like, well, then there's like school and like my friends and like, like what I watch on Netflix and like Disney plus and like, like this, that's this part of my life. Right. And we can, I think we can sometimes categorize different parts of our life, but can I tell you, Jesus wants all of your life. Jesus wants every single part of it. And so following Jesus means that every part of your life is affected by that reality, right? It, say, it, says, it says that in verse 11, and when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything. They left everything so that they could follow Jesus. They left everything so that they could follow him. Following Jesus should affect every part of your life. It shouldn't just affect your prayer and, and, your, and your Bible reading and, and what music, like your worship music and your worship time. Like, no, following Jesus shouldn't just change your prayer and how you talk to God, but it should change the way you talk to people you don't know, people that, that aren't like you. It, it should, following Jesus shouldn't just change how you handle your Bible, but it should also change how you handle your phone, what you do with your phone. I mean, like, uh, down to the littlest of things, like every single part of your life. It, it shouldn't just change, like, the, 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 the time of worship here at church, but it should change what music you listen to outside of church. Because can I tell you, like, the, the devil will use anything, and if, if that means using a song that's just, like, talking about just stuff that, like, isn't healthy for you, isn't something that, like, is, is going to promote good things in your life, can I tell you, he'll use that to destroy your life. Because the devil will use anything, anything. And so I just I want to get that across as much as I, I possibly can, that, that following Jesus should affect every part of your life. It should affect how you use your phone. I, I talked about that. It should affect like what shows you watch and, and what shows you don't watch. It should affect how you talk to your teachers. It should affect how you talk to your parents. It should affect how you talk about somebody who's not present in the room with somebody else who is in the room. It should affect every single part of your life. Following Jesus isn't just a, a change of schedule on Sundays, and that's like kind of your routine. Following Jesus is every part of your life surrendered over to him. And I, I want to I talk about that tonight. Like what, what part of your life isn't surrendered over to him? What part of your life have you kind of categorized as, well, this is just kind of like, this doesn't, like Jesus doesn't actually care about this part of my life. Jesus doesn't like, it, it, this isn't like a Christian thing. This is just like, it doesn't matter. It's just like, yeah, I, I do this on my phone. Like it, it, no, Jesus wants every part of your life. 
And that, that, like I said, like following Jesus should cost you something. And it should cost you giving over all of your life. And that means giving over things that you would prefer over something else. Giving over desire. It, it costs you giving up preferences and, and certain ways of life and habits and, and different things that, that, that feel good in the moment, that are awesome, but don't actually promote a life of following Jesus. Matthew chapter 16 <clears throat> Verse 24 and 25 says this, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Everybody say deny. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me read that one more time. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, that would be you. That would be me. Let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Deny yourself? What are you talking about? That's what following Jesus means? Like, like next time you invite somebody to church, like, hey, you want to, like, come, like, deny yourself or something? Like, come on, let's go. Let's go to church and deny ourselves. That sounds like. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> sounds awesome. Let, yeah, hey, you want to let, Hey, let's, let's go deny ourselves. Come on, let's go. Come. No, that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Why would you want to go deny yourself? Why would you want, like, like I, I like me. Like, what are you talking? I like me. Why would I want to deny myself? But that's what Jesus says. He says, if you want to come after me, you got to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself. And that, that, that's something that's like, that's not an easy thing. And I don't, know, I don't know if you know anything about like the cross of Jesus, but like it says, take up your cross. And so somehow he's trying to relate this to the cross of Jesus. The cross of Jesus is like 300 pounds. Like talk about like, talk about flexing like your calves, dude. I went to Israel like in February and you walk the, it's called the Via de la, Via de la Rosa. And it's the, literally the path that Jesus walked all the way to where he died. Like you go up a hill, like ain't, ain't nobody trying to carry 300 pounds up a hill. Is it just me? Or is that what that, that, that hurt? <laughs> my, my legs are not, I skip leg day. I don't know what you're talking about. Tiny calves too. <laughs> my brothers have huge calves. Right? I've always had tiny calves. But that, that's the picture he's painting. Deny yourself, right? Take up your cross and follow me. That means following Jesus isn't always easy. Following Jesus is hard sometimes. Following Jesus is difficult sometimes. And I don't think, I don't think necessarily we really know how to deny ourselves. And I want to give you three things tonight that, that isn't necessarily how you deny yourself, but it's, it's three things of like, this is, this is what following Jesus should look like. And, and what better way to learn how to deny yourself than to actually, like, start spending actual time with the Jesus you claim to follow? And so I'll, I'll, that's, the, that's the first thing tonight. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. And what I mean by that is, like, spend, spending actual time with Jesus, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Follow Jesus means spending time with Jesus. You know who spent more time with Jesus than any other people on the freaking planet? The disciples. They walked everywhere with them. 
I mean, like literally everywhere. They went every single place with him. The disciples spent so much time with them. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be a disciple? Okay, well, let's look at what the disciples did. They followed Jesus around. They spent time with Jesus. And can I tell you, you can't know who you don't spend time with. You cannot know who you do not spend time with. And you aren't in relationship with someone you don't know. Right? You catch that? So, so if I, I have to spend time with somebody in order to know them. And that's how I'm in relationship. But I'm not in relationship with somebody I don't know. Right? I know a lot of celebrities, but that doesn't mean I'm in relationships with them. I'm not friends with them as much as I would love to be friends with Justin Bieber. Like, okay. What are you talking about? Justin Bieber came out with the dopest song ever. I love that song. Anyways. It's called Yummy. <laughs> Uh, what a great, what a great name for a song. It's just like vibe. I just love it. Anyways, but I ain't friends with Justin Bieber as much as I love. I mean, much as I love that, like it'd be awesome. Right, but I'm not in relationship with him. I'm not friends with him because I don't actually know him, and I don't actually know him because I haven't spent time with him. But what if we took that? What if we took that friend? that friend picture and, and applied it to Jesus because we don't, we don't do that very often. Why, why don't we treat Jesus just like another friend, right? Okay. You, you claim that you want to get to know Jesus. I want to get to know Jesus. I want to, I want to learn more about Jesus. I want to know more about Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. We'll start spending time with him then. We have to spend time with someone in order to know them, in order to be in relationship with them. Following Jesus means being with Jesus. To really follow Jesus is to really spend time with Jesus. And I, I think, honestly, like spending time with Jesus is the most underrated thing in our, our world, our Christian bubble. But spending Jesus should be really something that we, like, desire to do. Anybody, like, not desire it sometimes? It's okay. You can raise your hand. I'm raising my hand for me. Thanks, Riley. But let, let, let's be honest. I'm going to be honest for a second. Like, there, there are a lot of more. I'm not a morning person, first of all. And uh, I'm not a morning person. And so there's a lot of mornings where I don't desire to spend time with Jesus. There's a lot of days where I don't like thinking, I don't even like the thought of spending time with Jesus. It's not something I want to do. It's not something that sounds fun. I'd rather, like... I'd rather, like, watch something. Like, I just, I would rather do something else. And, and I believe spending time with Jesus should be something that we actually desire to do. But, but it's, this is the, the weird part about Christianity is that, like, sometimes we got to do stuff that we don't desire to do in order to discipline ourselves into a desire. I don't desire to always read my Bible. I don't always desire to be with Jesus. But I know it's good for me. I know it's what it means to follow Jesus and so I'm going to do it even when I don't feel like it in order to make it an actual desire. Because can I tell you, spending time with Jesus, spending time with the person who created you is something to be enjoyed. And if you're actually doing it and you're actually living in, in, in a, such a way that like I'm actually following Jesus, it, it will be enjoyable to you. So what, what a good litmus test of like, man, this is, this is not enjoyable. Well, something's off here then. Either I have a wrong view of who my God is or I have a wrong view of who I am. And either way, the answer to that is spending time with the person who created me. It is good. It is good. We need to spend time with Jesus. Like, I think a lot of times we, like, more, more than just, like, getting to know Jesus and getting to know him and getting more of a relationship with him, how much, how, how like, what, what better to learn yourself, know who you are, than spending time with the person who created you. Yeah. 
You want to learn more about who you actually are? Spend time with the person who created you. Right? If I want to know all about iPhones because I love Apple, like, I, I want to spend time with, like, uh, rest in peace, but, like, Steve Jobs. Like, I, I, that's what I would have, like, that's what, like, that's the creator. He probably knows more than anything. Like, the same way you were created. You were created by the God of the universe, and he wants to spend time with you. What better way to learn who you are, who he says you are, than to spend time with the person who created you? We need to be with Jesus. Following Jesus also means becoming more like Jesus. And that's my second thing, become like Jesus. We, we, we spend time with Jesus, be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus. Our goal in life should be to look more like Jesus. I say that a lot. I pray that a lot. Man, I just pray that we leave here looking a little bit more like you. That's, that's, that's the goal. Scripture talks about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be transformed into the image of the Son. I'm going to be conformed into the image of the Son. That's, that's our goal as people, followers of Jesus is to become more like Jesus. And every moment we have with him, every time he speaks to us, every time he convicts us and redirects us, those are all moments where on the other side of that we look more like him. And so what that means for me is that there's things in my life that like becoming more like Jesus are going to be really difficult. Sometimes becoming like Jesus means going through hardship. Sometimes becoming more like Jesus looks like, like, like going through a season of, of doubt and struggle. Sometimes becoming more like Jesus is, is having a conflict with somebody else and learning how to love them like Jesus would love them. Becoming more like Jesus. It's real easy to see if somebody's following Jesus or not because they should look like him. And my Bible says that God is love and so... Man, what, a, what I mean, Scripture says that, John, John 13 says this, by this we will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, right? It says, so what Jesus is saying there is, is you will be recognized as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple, by how you love people. So if you want to see, like, man, am I, am I doing a good job at following Jesus? Well, how good, are you, how good are you at loving people that you don't like? How good are you at loving people that, that, that bug you? How, how good are you at, at being love to people? Because that's a pretty good test of like, man, I'm following Jesus. Because if I'm following Jesus, I'll become more like Jesus. And if I become more like Jesus, I should look a lot more like love. And the last is this. When we, we be with Jesus, when we spend time with Jesus, we become more like Jesus so that we can do what Jesus would do. Hashtag WWJD. And, and, and more than that, like do what Jesus would do if he were here right now in this moment. And so every moment, man, what if... What if <laughs> What if that was actually what we did? Every conflict that, that arose, whatever, whatever situation that we were going through, whatever thing that was difficult that day or that, that week at school, whatever it was, what if everything came back to, okay, what would Jesus do here in this moment? I don't do, I don't do that. <laughs> I, for, I, I get distracted. I think about something else. I, I, the first thing I think is, how do I fix this? How do I get around this? How do, how do, I, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, when really it should be, what would Jesus do here? What would Jesus do here? 
Because that's what his disciples did. His disciples spent so much time with Jesus so that they become more like Jesus. And then when Jesus ascended to heaven, it was so that they could go, they could go build the church that we are now. That, that, I mean, that's what the disciples did. They did what Jesus would have done, and they built the church that we're a part of now. Following Jesus means doing what he would do in every situation with everything, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult, no matter how inconvenient. That's what following Jesus looks like. And so I want to ask you a couple questions. How, how would Jesus deal with the phone? I don't know. I, I've been cranking on the phone thing like every other youth pastor in the world. But man, we are. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm preaching this because I'm preaching to me. Because uh, I'm so convicted of how much time I spend scrolling on my phone. And I miss, I miss what's right in front of me. Sometimes that's my wife. Sometimes that's, that's people that need the love of Jesus. Sometimes that's, that's whatever it is. But it's right in front of me and I'm just on my phone. What would Jesus think about how much I use my phone? <laughs> I know that seems like a weird question. But like, I, I'm not, I wasn't kidding when like following Jesus means it, it affects every part of your life. So how, how you deal with your phone, how much you're on Instagram, how much you're just scrolling, how much you just, like, I think about, like, for me, like, the hard thing about that is, like, how many moments have I missed because I've just been glued to something that, honestly, at the end of the day, has no significance most of the time. So, like, there, you should check this out when you're not missing a moment. But on YouTube, there's this whole thing about, there's, uh, it's called Marble Olympics, and it's literally... The, you should really watch it. I'm serious. There's literally this whole thing of like marbles that this guy like literally like it's legit like a, it's almost like an actual sport contest. Like 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 it could be live TV if it was replaced with real people, but it's marbles. Anyways, it's it, no no it's no joke. It's no this guy is a genius and he spent so much time. Anyways. Marble Olympics. You can look it up. But, 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 but honestly, like how much, how much, YouTube, for example, how much time you spend on YouTube? I know, I know so many people just like cranking through YouTube videos after YouTube videos after YouTube videos. Man, how much scripture could you got in that time? Yikes. Right? And I don't want to be this like religious person, like reading my Bible is this checklist that I have to do. But man, like there are so many moments where I'm just, I'm literally like wasting my life with Marble Olympics when I could be like, I could reading, I could be reading scripture and it could be transforming my, my heart and my mind and my life. That's what following Jesus looks like. It affects every part of my life. It means giving up. I'm, I'm going to give up this time where I could just kind of like, and I'm not bashing. Like there's sometimes we're like watching a good old YouTube video is like awesome. Like do it. Marble Olympics, sure. But there are times like, man, let, let, the, Lord, let the Lord convict your heart of like, man, when are times where I can give this up so that I can become more like Jesus? So that in any situation, I can do what Jesus would do if he were here right now in this situation with me. What would Jesus do if someone began to gossip to him? Catch that for a second. What would Jesus do? This is Jesus. What would Jesus do if one of y'all, not pointing any fingers, one of y'all started gossiping to him? What, would, what do you think Jesus would do? You don't need to answer, but like, think about, I thought about that as I was preparing for this message. Like, like, what if, like, Jesus, like, honestly, it probably happens. Jesus with his disciples. Just think about, like, a disciple coming up to Jesus, like, and just, like, gossiping. Hey, yeah, Peter is just a freaking idiot, dude. Like, I mean, I'm Peter, right? Yeah, yeah, Jesus, Peter, you know? <laughs> like, what? I know, but, like, ask that question. Oh, God, this, like, blows my mind, and I hope it blows your mind, because, like, what would Jesus do in that moment? 
Because most of the time, what we're doing is not what Jesus should be doing. Like, uh, that's, that's just the reality. What we do most of the time, well, I'll speak for me. What I do most of the time is I, I kind of just tolerate it, sit back, because I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be the guy that's just like, Jesus says not to gossip. You know, like I, don't, <laughs> I have a hard time with that, but man, you know what I want more than that? You know what I want more than not being the bad guy? Following Jesus with everything I have and affecting every part of my life and, and doing what, what is inconvenient and uncomfortable if that means I'm going to become more like Jesus and the people around me are going to become more like Jesus. I want that more. I want that way more. What would Jesus do? What would, you, what would Jesus do in your situation? Think about what's going on in your life right now. What's going on in your family? What's going on in your friendships? What's going on at home? What's going on at school? What's going on in your mind? What's the, the doubt, the anxiety, the depression, the, the things that are, that are happening in your life that cause you to make decisions that honestly, like you, you regret later. Like think about the thing that you're struggling with, the thing that you're going through. What would Jesus do in your situation? Because a dictator of like, I'm actually following Jesus is that's how I think. Following Jesus, when I follow Jesus, when I'm actually following Jesus, when I'm actually becoming more like Jesus, I begin to see with the eyes of Jesus. And so when I begin to see with the eyes of Jesus, I begin to make decisions how Jesus would make decisions. I love people how Jesus would love people. But the thing that's, that's, that's hard about following Jesus, and I'm going to wrap up here right now. The thing that's hard about this is that when we choose to follow Jesus, it actually means like unfollowing other things, other people, other music, other shows. That wasn't supposed to be like a cliche, like unfollow, follow. I just thought about that. Like a cliche way to like pasteurize like social media. <laughs> but it's true. When we say yes to Jesus, it means saying no to other things. When we say yes to Jesus, and I'm not saying everything. I don't, I don't want to depict this life with Jesus as this boring life where we just got to like say no and do nothing. And like every time we have a free second, we have to just like, like meditate and read our Bible. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying like, there are things we are going to have to say no to. There are things about our life, the way we live our life, habits that we have, things that we look at that we know we shouldn't look at, that we are literally going to have to unfollow, stop looking at, stop doing in order to follow Jesus. Following Jesus is a value, something to be, to be worth something. So that means that it costs something. It costs giving up something. And what I want to ask tonight, what are you not willing to give up to follow Jesus? What are you not willing to give up? Think about it for a second. In your life right now, what are you not willing to give up? A stupid example I thought of as I was prepping my message and I was, I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, what if I had to wear this, like following Jesus meant wearing the same thing every single day. I, I, if you know me, I like clothes. I like the whole thing, you know, I just, I like it. And I like thought about that. Like it's so stupid, but it's like, I hate, I, I hate wearing the same thing like two days in a row. I hate like, or like Sunday to Sunday or, or, or whatever it is. Like I hate, I hate that. I, I, I can't stand it because I, I just love clothes and I, I love beanies, if you didn't know. <laughs> Thanks, man. 
But I thought about that, like, would I, would I literally, like, if, if it wasn't like a rule in the Bible, but it was something that Jesus spoke to me. Hey, Wes, I really want you to just, I want you to wear the same thing for, for a month. And, and that sounds weird, like, but, like, I could wash it. Like, there's stipulations there. But, like, I want you, like, like wash it, be clean, be like, be like, what's the word, uh, healthy? <laughs> uh, what is it? Someone said it. What is it? Hygienic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hygienic. Like, be hygienic. Like, like he, he gave those, think about it, think about it for a second. I'm serious. Like, think about that for a second. He gave some stipulations, like, hey, like, Wes, be clean so you don't get diseases, like, hygienic stuff, yeah. But wear the same thing every single day, and, like, you just gotta, like, just, like, don't say anything about it, just do it. And I thought about that, and I'm like, man, I would hate that. Like, I'd probably say no. I'd probably be like, that's not Jesus. <laughs> that's not Jesus talking to me. You do that whole thing, oh, that's just me talking to me, it's not Jesus. <laughs> Whatever. But like, think about that for you. I know that's a stupid example, but it helps me. It helps me realize what are things in my life that are so like menial and so not important and don't matter at the end of the day. And honestly, when I cross over into eternity and spend eternity with Jesus, aren't going to matter. Like, what are those things that I'm not willing to give up? What boyfriend or girlfriend that you know isn't right for you, you know isn't good, and you know isn't wanting the same things or has the same morals or same values as you, and you just don't want to give it up because it feels good. Are you willing to give that up to follow Jesus? What in your life are you not willing to give up to follow Jesus? And can I tell you, I, I, you might be a great Christian, but there's, there's something in all of our lives. There's something in all of our lives that has too much of a grasp on our heart. And can I tell you, young person, Jesus wants your heart more than anything. He wants your heart. It's so easy to just give your heart away to things clothes give your heart away to people and then it just blows up in your face and you and you think wow man how did this happen well it's because you gave your heart to somebody that you weren't supposed to give it to you gave your heart to something that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna let you like it wasn't gonna sustain you but Jesus wants all of you and what what are you not willing to give up how bad that's the question I asked I just it shook me as I was I was praying like how bad how bad do you want to follow Jesus? And for me, like, this isn't, this isn't to make anybody feel bad, but this is the, for you to ask the question. Write these down. I'm serious. And take these with you. How bad do you want to follow Jesus? And it's easy to answer that question by looking at your life. By these three questions. Am I choosing, keyword choosing, am I choosing to spend time with Jesus? Am I looking more like him? And am I doing what he would do? Because I can answer, oh man, I want Jesus so bad. I want to follow him with everything I've got. But then I ask those two questions, are you, are, am I choosing to spend time with Jesus? Well, sometimes when, I'm, when it's convenient, when I'm not busy. Am I looking more like him? Yeah, I look more like him when I'm like, not like super angry. <laughs> And that person like freaks out on me on the road, which they do too easily, by the way. <laughs> Am I doing what he would do? Yeah, when, when it doesn't ruin my reputation at school. Yeah, I do what he'd I would do what he'd do.
Because can I tell you, uh, I hope you didn't take these all in negative lights because it's, it's not. But it is to convict you. It is to challenge you because 2020 could be the best year of your life. But can I tell you, it's only going to be the best year of your life if you choose to follow Jesus. And can I tell you, the best life for you, the best version of you is a life following after Jesus. And can I tell you, I, 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 like, I ranted at middle school this morning for small groups, just hard. Like so much that after my prayer, I said rant over. I said that out loud. That's funny. But like this, this, this thing that we do here, this, this thing that we're a part of, like it's all about Jesus. Like Pastor Chase says it all the time. Like I ain't here trying to play games. Like this is, this is about Jesus. And so if you want to, like coming here, I hope you're coming for Jesus because that's, that's all we've got. Like, yeah, we, we, can, we can try to play it off like there's some hype and all that stuff. Like, that's awesome. I love hype. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm down to get hype. But this is all about Jesus. And I, just, I was just telling him this morning over and over again, like, everything that you are dealing with, everything that you are struggling with, everything that is hard in your life, difficult in your life, not the way you want it, can I tell you Jesus is the answer? And I know that's like the, the most churchiest sentence I could ever say, but man, it's, it's the truth. Jesus is the answer, whether you feel like it or not. And can I tell you, following Jesus is the best decision you could ever make. It's the best life you could ever have. It, it, it's, it's, it's living life, doing, doing life with and community with the person who created you, loves you no matter what, loves you when you don't act like you, loves you when you mess up, loves you when you screw up, loves you when you, when you don't look like love and you don't look like Jesus. It, it is the person who, 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 who you were made for. You were made to love Jesus. You were made to be with Jesus. And I'm telling you, like, following Jesus, it is hard sometimes. Sometimes I just want to give up. Sometimes I want to quit. I feel that. But every time I come back to this reality that following Jesus is the best decision I ever made, and I can't imagine a life without him. Man, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I have, I have something to think back to, like, man, I can't imagine life without that. I'm thankful for that. Would you pray with me? I don't want to assume everybody in here is saved. And if you don't know what that means, it's a, a term we use in church, salvation saved, for when Jesus has, you've, you've chosen to say yes to Jesus saving your life. Because he, he did something a long, long time ago. He came to earth as fully man, fully God, so that he could live a perfect life, so that he could be the ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins that that it could be just atoned for forever it could be paid for forever so that we wouldn't have to pay for it we wouldn't have to pay for our sin that we could actually live in eternity with him because 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 of our decision because of our sin we're separated from god but jesus made a way jesus was the bridge that we could be reunited with a god who is perfect and holy and just jesus made a way for that and so i don't want to assume everybody in here is saved and I said yes to Jesus. So in the privacy of this moment, I don't want to point you out, embarrass you, but I do want to agree with you and, and agree on this decision together with you and celebrate because life with Jesus means life in eternity with Jesus. So with every head bowed, eyes closed right now in this moment, nothing crazy. 
But if you want to accept Jesus, the love of Jesus, the free gift, the free love, not, you don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to act a certain way to, to, to say yes to it right here. You don't have to behave a certain way. You don't have to know any scriptures. You don't, have to, you don't have to know anything except for the fact that Jesus died on a cross for you and rose again. He was literally resurrected from the dead. God resurrected him so that we could be victorious. And so if you want that, if you want to receive the free gift of salvation, would you just raise your hand? Yeah. Come on. It's the best decision you could ever make. Come on. No turning back. I'm serious. This is the best decision you could ever make. Come on. I see you. Would everybody repeat this prayer after me? Father, thank you for your son. Thank you for sending him to die on a cross. For every single person, including me. And God, I choose to give my life to you. To give everything to you. To surrender everything to you. And follow after you. I believe that your Jesus, that Jesus was resurrected so that I could have life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we give it up for the Lord?